you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning into this episode of Back of Movie News. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the Motley Crue biopic movie, The Dirt, which has finally come to Netflix, and it's a spoiler review. So if you guys not seen the movie, go watch it. Come right back here, right here on this episode of Back of Movie News. Best in the house, everybody. I'm Casey Sampson. And I'm Chase Cupo. Guys. Bellas, ladies. finally come out, and I was super, super excited about it. So much to the point that I woke up three hours before I had to go to work, because it yep. came out at midnight, and I decided to 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. Oh, boy, 3 a.m. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. Like, oh, boy, 3 a.m. Fuck it, though. You know what? I'm sure you were tired and everything, but that sounds like, honestly, a great vibe. You're in your own pad. You just wake up, fucking watch a Motley Crue movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was great. I mean, okay, so the first thing I want to talk about this movie, Chase, and uh, since I watched it for the first, well, watched, you have seen Twice. it the first time today. Yeah, I saw it. Um, this is actually technically my third time watching it nice. for today. Um, I have to admit, when I first watched it, it was like, wow, this was really, really fast-paced. Sure, sure. You know sure. what I mean? But now, after watching it for the third time, and I really got to digest everything, and the fact that I have seen it before, so I was kind of like, I was knowing what was coming next, it, it, it got a little uh, better play, uh, better pacing, in my opinion, yeah. like, as, as over the times that I did watch it and stuff, but still, the way that the ending was, it, it wasn't, it seemed like they were just trying to wrap it up in a bow, which, given all yes. that goes on in the book and stuff like that, there's so much that they kind of like left out of like how they got yeah. back together and all this like sort of stuff. So, I mean, what was your initial reaction to this movie? Overall, pretty good. I mean, I haven't I've never been a humongous fan of Motley Crue and uh but overall, I thought the movie was well done. I think it felt it it kind of felt like a like a basic like biopic like the way you, some people complain about Queen and how they think uh Elton's going to be just it it all there's a, a very very kind of strict formula that they stick to mm-hmm. shows them start shows them get all drug addicted and bad then they have one final thing and then bow at the end yeah so stuff like there was a couple of things like that on my mind and actually this isn't like a this isn't really like a criticism of the movie not really at all it's just maybe just personal preference maybe just that's how I was how i was feeling for the day but it it's a downer it's a tough one like they they were they were like going through a lot of shit they were always fighting with themselves between each other between their families a lot of a lot of drugs a lot of bad stuff so it, it's a it's a bit of a debbie downer yeah and they still put that bow at the end but it didn't really help so it, it just it was a good movie just not great but i think they Definitely, did yeah. i they uh, i think i agree with you i basically i trust you on it because i didn't read the book like i said i'm not a huge fan of them. but i think they managed to at least do well enough getting across how getting motley crew across you know yeah i think they at least did well enough to because mm-hmm. it, it you know yeah i mean this is one of those situations like where i understood it's not even a joking thing but like i never really like understood the whole like harry potter books like oh they're they're so mm. much better than the movie kind of thing but this this is kind of 
the case with me. Like I understand that like idea now more so because there was a lot of stuff that was left out. And the fact that this whole controversy, because I was happy at the fact that they went with Netflix solely based on the fact that it was like, okay, well this is, you know, if they were getting a theatrical release, I would assume because most of what's going on in the dirt, dude, is like, you know, they would want to, whoever, whatever production company would want to tamper with it and try to sanitize it. That was one thing that Nikki Six had actually talked about in an interview uh, about this movie. But looking after, it's like, Chase, now that you have seen it, can you agree with me at the fact that there was nothing in there that we had not seen before? Like, The Wolf of Wall Street was probably more raunchy than that. Absolutely. And there's like a couple things you could point out that that, like a a ratings committee or whatever or or a studio would be like, hey, that's not great. But at the same time, like you said, Wolf of Wall Street, there's plenty of other films that have done stuff like that. Yeah. So I I agree it would have been fine in theaters if they went that route and yeah. I mean they if they did they probably would have still had to cut some of the stuff because it's rare that you get a film like Wolf of Wall Street that goes all balls to the wall like that but I do agree so I mean the idea was nice Netflix would give them a, the arena to do something well, yeah, a little crazier a little wilder yeah and it looks like they still played it a little safe. Yeah, and that's and I don't know whose decision that ended up being. I mean, sure, it was different people. I don't know if it was the the director who thought it was best. Was it Jeff Tremaine? Yeah, Jeff Tremaine. Or I don't know if it was producers or just Netflix themselves. Someone at some point said we should scale it back, and I don't know if that was a great idea. It worked. I mean, I don't actually – I don't think I needed anything raunchy. I didn't think I needed any crazy sex scene or weird super violent thing, but I do agree with you. Yeah. um, In a long-winded sort of way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it, it did... Some of it felt sanitized to me for whatever reason. I mean, I can only go based off the interviews I saw. Censored. Yeah, um, that Nikki was talking about, like Netflix told them, make the movie that you want to make. They trusted Jeff Tremaine because he had lived in that era. He grew up being a fan of Motley Crue, and, you know, us crew fans would trust a guy like that, like who understood the era and, like, whatever. The one who uh, did all that jackass stuff, too. He was the the right choice. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I mean, um, I like the vibe of the movie that they put out, for sure. I mean, like what you were saying, like they were all, like, fighting with themselves and stuff like that. The way that Nikki grew up, and if you have read the book, all those events that took place, like, had actually, like, taken place. You know what I mean? Like, he actually Mm -hmm. cut himself to get his mom arrested just to get away from her because she was just... In you know even more so like just not even just like in the book but you constantly find out like more about these situations if you're a stupid obsessed fan like myself that in interviews of like different people who are around the situation or like when Nikki would just like kind of you know like when the thoughts come to you that you don't think to put in the book or whatever but you know she was just a party mom like you know and that's just like what she did she constantly yep. had new guys coming in and out and stuff like that so you know he didn't feel paid attention or listened to and it's funny is like in situations like that it's like that's what made him strive for the band and stuff like that and in his eyes it's it wasn't like more so the band but the band was like the only family that he really had known you know what i mean so and it all kind of like blew up in his face like after like a little little while heroin addiction and all that i'm glad they touched on that like uh him being like in his closet and stuff like that because he would just go in there um he put out a book called the heroin diaries that's where he would go write a bunch of stuff and just all of all the, like you know personal demons and voices he would hear in his hat, head and all sorts of stuff like that um how did you feel about everybody portraying their character though as far as i can tell i thought they were all at least pretty good uh there were times where i didn't love machine gun kelly really and well and i think it's actually more the character and i'm not saying like with Nikki's situation, yeah, I'm not saying like he's like he's 
he's bad or I don't like him as a person, but it's just obviously the way they characterize it, it, it was just, it was Nick real Fury. crazy, real goofy. Oh, Tommy? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just real goofy and crazy, and it just—it was so much sometimes, and it didn't really feel believable. It sounded—it felt like Machine Gun Kelly acting and trying to force it. So, just moments like that. But overall, it still—I think good cast. I thought they did well. Yes, I see your point with Tommy's case. Yeah. Well, Machine Gun Kelly's. Case. Like I said it's probably the way was he a, was, but it's no, just—it felt yeah, like too much. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. That felt like Tommy to me in a lot of aspects. Like I thought, like he did a great job. Like I'm just saying, like dude, constantly. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, not cool. Like you know, like I've seen interviews of him, like acting yeah. from like a, like in 1982 and, and shit like that. Like that's who he was. Like yeah. he was wild and goofy. Cause yep. He was the youngest one in the band. He was only yeah. 19 when Motley Crue like was was born kid. and stuff like that. So um, I thought he did a great job at that. But there were moments like where. Like when Heather threw like the the magazine down on the on the table, and then the, the way that he was like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> easy, easy. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he'll get better and better, dude. Like I think that he he's a half decent actor. I mean, you can only go, you know, up from here. Usually, you know? yeah. You either stay stagnant, or you're going up, and yeah. I think he was better than he was in Bird Box. So yeah, was, I yeah. was. I was very happy with Daniel Weber's performance of Vince Neil, actually, because the yeah. moments that took place, like the tragic moments, like the passing of his daughter and the car accident that killed the uh, drummer for Hanoi Rocks Razzle, I mean, to handle those sort of situations, like you, you kind of like, you felt it, like what he was like feeling. And it's a very hard thing to get across, especially the moments that he had, like with his daughter. Like, dude, I, I like got like choked up the first time or like whatever. Yeah. And I don't know who the little girl actress was, but like, she was good. damn, did she like hit home for like, you know what I mean? Like it was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, in Nikki's case, uh, um, Douglas Booth, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I think he's, I think Machine Gun Kelly and Douglas Booth, they, them two looked most like, looked the most like, um, their, y- y- yeah, yeah like real the life counterparts, people, yeah. you know, like Nikki and Tommy. Um, yeah. Uh, Vince, uh, so, mm, so, sort of in some lights and whatever. Um, uh, Iwan, or it's it's Ewan or Iwan Iwan Rian uh, who played uh, uh Mick Mars. He was on Game of Thrones and stuff like that, and he was the probably the best actor like out of all of them. Right. And one thing that I did love about him in this movie it was that like he made his character his own. Like he knew like what this character was about, and he knew the way that he was, but yeah. he made it his own. You know what I mean? That because yeah. you, you weren't like, oh, that's not like something that like with anybody else you'd be like, that's not what Mick or. Or, right. or sorry, uh, Nikki or Tommy like would do or like whatever. But in this case, you'd be you'd, like you just believed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is when it's in the opening scene or whatever. When um, this girl like walks over to which is actually Tommy Lee's wife in real life. I must say, nice. um, she's just like, "Hey, are you in the band?" And he's like, "What band?" Like <laughs> what he, band? he was the older one, man. Like he like when even like when he found out about his bonus, he's like, "You saw him like with the mustache." Like he'd been doing been in in and out of bands for such a long time, and he had like bills stacked up. Like he had just you know like. He had like so so much stress going on in his life. Like this yep. is the only thing that like, he essentially set himself up for, you know. And the, yeah. he was great at so, like, so for the rest of the guys to be like the party band, like you needed to have Mick there to like m- work on Keep, the music yeah. and stuff yep. like that. Even though Keep the momentum them, going, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you feel that at all? Or? Uh, specifically with him, I mean, well, yes, it was it was a good balance character wise. Like it's he also, and like I said, I feel like this is just because I I didn't I just. I didn't know what their personalities were going to be, and I don't have anything on compare. And once again, he some of the some of the times it felt maybe like forced or like some of the jokes with him, just the straight deadpan, just saying like "fuck off" or 
him it's the same thing with like the the real the goofiness it's just at times it felt like a bit much but like i think i think that's just because that is probably accurate to them accurate to them (laughs) but when i saw it sometimes it felt just yeah like someone was acting but still overall no i i do agree he was it's interesting that uh the character wasn't that it was a good portrayal. Yeah. Maybe not an I mean, exact, not an imitate, not an imitation, yeah. but like a, a portrayal. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't know if those it's are the good, right words. It's good to hear your thoughts because, like, of course, I'm. I guess I'm yeah. somewhat biased, even though I would say that Bohemian Rhapsody was like a better movie than this one, and I still yeah. think this movie that could have been great, uh, yeah. or great, better, better, I should say. Yeah. Um, the one thing that was the pacing though is that because. Uh, you were talking about it as well yeah. that like it seemed like when they f- had first formed got everyone together it's like they had a nice pacing yeah. there and then just bam like you know like Tom Zutok came in and gave him a record deal and whatever yeah. but it was literally that fast yeah. because I mean you saw like the line outside of the club that they were trying to play like when he was like what the hell's going on here it's like that's a true story like they did that all on their own their idea was to like sort of uh, copy the punk rock sort of style where you're just like you're doing this like all yourself and then when the record companies and like are looking at these guys and going like, how the hell are they doing this without our help? Yep. You know what I mean. So like that just caught their attention or whatever. So it was like good for them. So nice. I thought the pacing, that, like how fast that went, is like that made sense because they did take off really fucking fast. You know. Yeah. Maybe the only real issue would be like you said, like the end. It kind of wrapped up real quickly, real neatly. Yeah. And I it's think not even the way that it, like it yeah. seemed like they changed the timeline. Also in the sense because they did that with Bohemian Rhapsodies too. Yeah. Um, like I'm telling you, man, that it's there's a couple points of like the way they, the way they make <laughs> biopics. I'm not gonna say it like you biopics now, the way they make them now, it's there. It's be it's it's becoming or... a it's becoming a like a a cookie cutter thing. And they each like I still think this is a pretty good movie. Bohemian Rhapsody was a good movie. It's just there's times where you can see the formula shining through and it drags it down. Like the second act is real long. It's a real downer. It's really getting into the problems, but then when they shift into that third act, when they're getting towards a resolution, they've got to change some timeline or change some some events or something, and then they still want to wrap it up neatly and be like, "Oh, they went on to do this and this, and then and then ended up." Yeah, so it's just telling. It's you got to sacrifice the reality to tell a good story, and I mean sometimes they make they make a mistake, sometimes they miss it, and it's not the best story they could have told. But yeah, yeah. Um, like the way the very very ending. So, I mean, I was actually kind of surprised that they touched on the Karabi stuff. Like some people yeah. weren't like sure about that like at all either. And um, you know the the way that that all like kind of came down and whatnot. It wasn't exactly like true of how that all came to be. I mean, the fact that like uh, Vince had come back after those years, but then Tommy had left. So then. So then, when they all come back together, as if like let's like get our singer back and yeah. stuff like that, that's like that's not how. I mean, I don't know if like that's exactly how it went down. Like only these guys would know, and they they were very, especially uh, Nikki yeah, and so. Tommy, they were hella involved in this movie and stuff. So yeah, you know, it's just like you leave out those moments. Like Tommy had left, and and yet again, like it's been such a long time since I read the the dirt that I don't remember exactly like, where it ends completely. But right. I know it's probably right around the Karabi years and stuff and after the book came out i think that's after then they the original lineup got back together at after right. tommy had cut out a couple of times and stuff like that and that was for the carnival of sins tour like motley's like big reunion or whatever like the guy that you see like knocking on 
everybody's yeah. dressing room door. Like that's Alan Kovac, who Nikki was doing some press like for the mm-hmm. in, uh, for the movie. Yeah, and um, he's the one who like he's their manager, and he's the one like after Doc McGee, and he's the one who actually like got them all together. You know what right. I mean? So it's like we get it. Like they went on to like they they fucking finally realized that okay, yep. this band does not work with one without the other. Yeah. So then it's just touching on that. It's like you know we need everybody to be to just be Molly Crew and yeah. be successful and stuff like that. Like that's the only exactly. way that this thing like works. So I get it that they're just trying to like they realize that they and they just to, went on. Yeah, doing, in this in the story, the way they wrote it, they needed to get to that point, so they changed it around. Yeah. And exactly. That you know yeah. like okay, these th- this is like what the future had for them, yeah. you know. And it, it it gets I think it gets real interesting cuz I, I okay, one sorry, I know since all these music biopics are coming out, it's comparing was probably getting ridiculous i got to keep mentioning queen but it's the same thing how the remaining members of queen were real hands-on with their movie and there was some some timeline changes there's some weird stuff and a lot of it seems like a lot of a blame was placed on Fre- freddie and then they brought him back in and let him in same same thing the way they did with uh uh vince where they had him being like the only rogue and he went off and then they brought him together it's like they they just they chose to tell the story that way and they all, unless someone says something, they're all happy with it. Yeah. They they think it represents well how their journey yeah. went. It's just and it's I'm just pretty... interesting. It's interesting when it, when uh, a band or an artist or whoever is doing like a biography about themselves or an autobiography, as they call it. Yeah. It's interesting the decisions that they make and why they do it and how it reflects on them as real people in the movie and like going forward. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I know for a fact that those guys. I mean. I'm sure that they love each other, Tommy and Vince. I know, like, oh, sure. they butt heads and stuff like that. I mean, like, brothers fight. I mean, like, that's the whole thing. It's like a big family brotherhood, you know Except what I mean? For us. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, so they never really, they never would have gotten together and went and found <laughs> Vince at a fucking wall. Like, that shit yeah. didn't happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it's just more about the sentiment oh. of, of it, you know what I mean? You know what I thought was interesting and I think it's not really not bad because I think it worked, but uh, this is random. I, I don't mean to cut off, but you know the couple times in the movie where an event, an event or incident would happen, and then it would just they would break the fourth wall, and, like the person would talking would look at the camera oh, and say yeah, this yeah. didn't happen, or they were like this and that. It was I I didn't expect that to happen. It was interesting that they did that. I didn't love it. Like I said, not negative. It worked in the it worked in the movie. Yeah. It was interesting how they did that, and then that that I thought of that because. Like I said, there was like two times or something where they were like, "This did not happen this way," yeah. and then and they did it for what comedic effect and to let people know that, to let people know that that's what we're doing. We're we're changing what we think we have to, and we're trying to just tell it accurately, but within the yeah, confines of this, you know, this vehicle. Yeah, they're not the first ones to have that sort of style, but no. it, I think they got to be one of the first ones to say like, "This didn't actually happen." But it's just to like take yeah. you through the story, yeah. Like what Mick was saying with like Doc McGee, like he never showed up to the apartment <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. So, um, I the movie that Nikki was talking about in the interviews yeah. that they the two movies that they referenced like how they want this one to be was Goodfellas. So that's yeah. where you get the narration and breaking the fourth wall, uh-huh. you know, and stuff. And Boogie Nights in terms yes. of like the excess and everything like that. They captured the excess. All right, it could have been way way more hardcore dude i'm just saying man there's so much that was like left out like this movie dude honestly should have been one of those movies where it's two and a half hours you know like really like that's like how much like in that and all yeah. the like little details that are like in there i mean of course it seemed like they kind of they gave like like when they were t- 
uh, when Ozzy was like at the by the poolside, like with him or whatever. They gave like, that a lot the, of fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> like all those like classic things. It almost seemed like a fan service. Like, yes, sort of thing, yeah, that's you know exactly what, I mean? what it is. Every time they have a cameo, I was gonna ask you, what do you think of like the the cameos? Basically, it, not that's not actually them cameo, but that little role. It's they do that because they wanna they wanna get people time. They say, oh, did you see this scene? They wanna be like they want it to be memorable. So yeah, fan yeah. service is a good way to put it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I get it, but, like, most of us fans, like, already scene. know those, like, moments and stuff yeah. like that, so. But they also, but they're also, uh, but sorry, they're important moments to, yeah. that you can't leave out. Exactly, sure, I'm not yeah. saying, like, I didn't want to okay, see Okay, yeah, 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 you get it, not. yeah, you get it. But, um, there, I know what there you mean, was just though. so much that was, like, left out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even, it, because, like, the dirt, I guess, isn't essentially about the music in that, in in that no. sort of like aspect it's more about like what they were going through the way that they lived and stuff like that um, and they kind of left a lot of their personalities out like you yeah. know i thought i was going to be seeing a lot more strip joints and stuff like that because like that's what they did they rode harleys especially in the girls 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 like album and stuff like that that like that's what they yeah, that's did right. they, that wasn't really in the like, movie at all yeah you kind of you kind of see them more so like solo more right. than they like they kind of like were together in some aspects for a lot of the moments that they did share of the craziness and uh-huh. stuff like that sometimes you know i mean of course you there's a lot that they had of yeah. them together and stuff but uh yeah dude there's just so much that they left out and there's so much more that just needed to be told you know what i mean yeah because I had a fe- I had such a feeling that they were gonna do that thing like at the end of Straight Outta Compton, like where it shows like real footage and like what yeah, they went yeah. on to do and stuff like that. And of course, they wouldn't end up doing that. No, but it's but we already know the story. Like you don't need to tell those moments because like the book doesn't go to all the way to their final tour. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what I'm saying is like you didn't even need to get to that moment because you have all of this. Just tell that story that's essentially just based off the book. If it yeah. feels like it's left hanging or whatever, there's still a way to show like you do all you do. Simple title card at the end. They went on and played for twenty more years. Yeah, and that's what they did. They just yeah. they didn't execute I, it as well I, as they I could. don't like that. Like I feel like I'm tearing this movie to shreds. No, right no, no, now. it's but, fine. But like, you know, I'm a huge fan. I love it for what it is. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm. We've been waiting for this movie to come out for fucking like about twenty years almost. <laughs> Pretty much. So <laughs> like, you know, um, I'm excited for. I, I'm excited. I'm happy for what I got. But Pretty it could have been. It could have. There could have been more. Okay. Yeah, no, trust me. I know how it is. I know how it is. It, sometimes you have to look critically at it, yeah, especially, I mean, at anything you love, really. Sometimes you have to examine it. But no, I agree. It's it's not a not a bad movie, and there's nothing, like, monumentally horrible. There's nothing I could point out and be like, this ruined it or this sucked. It's, it's a good movie with some flaws, but like I said, I think it does a good enough job of, like, this is Motley Crue. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Jeff Tremaine, uh, yeah. Motley's Instagram... Nikki's, Tommy's, like everybody, yep. they're just reposting like all the fans watching the movie, and and you're just seeing a ton of fans like how much they love it or whatever, and that means a lot, you know, like oh, yeah. that, you know, like us fans, we just like we love seeing our boys like up on the big screen, like it's just cool, and yep, you know, even though I like to think like that though, but I'm, you know, it makes me wonder if those people also, those fans, they wonder, I wonder if they are thinking the same thing, you know what I mean? Right. So we'll see. Let us know in the comments down below. Oh, of course. Yeah. What did you guys think of the dirt? You got anything to say? Uh, specifically, no. You want to end it real quick with the the ten out of ten rating before you say any last words? <sighs> kind of don't. Okay. You know, sure. you know maybe I mean? maybe I'll give you right, one. Okay. Yeah. G- give me one. Then. I'll give you a solid uh, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Uh, I call it six point five. Sorry, I'm sorry. Six point five. Okay. I was good. I don't know. Weird, seven always feels like number. too. Seven was, always feels like too much, but 
six feels like too low, and I, this isn't like an eight or a nine for yeah. me, so six point five. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've, That's just personal preference. Jump out at you, but seven point eight. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I saw it, and you know how. And you know, you what? guys know how we feel about Rotten Tomatoes, but the 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 tomato score is forty eight percent. The audience score is like ninety eight. Really, the Something audience, like the audience is loving it so far. Oh, Interesting, yeah. nice. Yeah, which good. is great. Good, it's good. Yeah, no, it's great. But uh, <laughs> I'm not totally judging Rotten Tomatoes. Like, fuck, yeah, yeah, dude. No, I know. Like, ah. Listen, for now, call it, call it a soft seven point eight because it's gonna be like any movie we love. So take me with Alien Covenant. I kind of rip it up now. So you're probably gonna fluctuate, man. Yeah. Now you're gonna say seven point eight in a few like weeks or months. You're probably gonna be like, you know what? I fucking love it. And then you'll probably drop down again. No, like I said, like after the third time, yeah, I really no, you did love it. Yeah, to love more like the pacing and everything. But Just, uh, sometimes you're gonna think about it more in a positive light. Sometimes you're gonna think of the things that are missing from it or that you wanted. Yeah, I just don't want to get the audience score wrong. Hold on for a minute. Did, was it really Everybody 90? wait a oh, second. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, it was at 86%. Oh, it was, it's still, that's still a good score. It's at 43% on the... Oof, yeah, for the tomato meter or whatever. So tomato meter. Tomato. Yeah, anyways, guys, but the main thing is to see what you guys think. If you yeah, guys definitely. are crew fans, we would love to hear from you down in the comments. So here's what you do. Give this video a like and subscribe to our channel because we really appreciate your support. And like we said, drop a comment down below. Anything that we talked about today, anything that you guys would like to bring to the discussion. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at News, and follow us pages for notifications on upcoming videos coming to you guys. We love you all. We wish we could say we love the dirt. But we'll t- it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next time, guys, on the next episode of Backroom Movie News. Bye.